Hello, everyone, and welcome to DCI episode number eight. I actually can't believe we are like almost to episode 10. We are continuing to, to truck along a few more weeks now, and we're going to be there. Eight. So, I know. Man. No jokes. No, uh, That's a lot. Yeah. What is that like stupid joke? Like, why is six afraid of seven? Because seven, seven, eight, eight. Is that, yeah. Is that, yeah. Anyway, anyway. All right. Dumb joke. All right. <laughs> Let's go on. So here we are, DCI episode eight. We want to go ahead and talk about a couple things. So, um, number one is a recap from episode seven. One of the biggest things that came out of it is we talked about the new RCR labels. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I want to recap for all of our people. Those are not available yet. They are not. They will be in uh, probably just a few weeks from now. Yep. But but that's something continue to monitor on Instagram, social media, all that kind of stuff. You'll see when they are available. Well, big announcements about how you get that done, be able to get those, you know, switched over and the authentication process and all that. Those, so, those labels are sexy. They, they're going to look great. So, um, and they're going to be so much closer to the actual slab, which is what I think that people are going to love. Mm-hmm. And then the recognition of, you know, how that white on the front and black on the back is going to look. So yep. I, I'm really excited for that. So <clears throat> that's coming. So we talked about that on the last episode. Um, we also talked about the NBA draft and the uh, NFL dra- or sorry, the NBA playoffs and the NFL draft. Sorry, I messed those up. But uh, a little bit later in the podcast today, we are going to do a little recap of maybe how the Lions and the Chiefs did in the draft. Early heads up, both of them had been rated as an A plus in the draft. People were really surprised at how they did. So I'm excited about that. Um, those were the couple main things that we're going to hit. And then other than that, I do want to talk about the upcoming Dallas event. That Dallas card show is in May. Do you remember the weekend? It's like later in May. I think yeah, 21st is somewhere there. Uh, the 19th. Okay. Maybe yeah, 19th or the 23rd. Somewhere right around there. Yep. So we have a we bunch got of stuff so many on. shows, man. It's hard to it keep is. up. Yeah. I mean, we got like 18. Is that what we come up with? 18 uh, 19 between... between now and the national, which is 12 weeks away. 19 shows. That's anyway. hustling right there. Hustling. Yeah. But the important part is we are going to have a separate booth set up for what? We're going to be hiring. Um, we need to hire probably 10 or 12 people mm-hmm. that we need to have hired within the next, you know, 60 to 90 days. So uh, they need to come by, see our booth. It should be in the hallway of the Dallas show uh, near the small room. So coming off of the uh, parking garage. Sure. You'll see a DCI tent there. You can stop in there, drop a resume off, fill out an application, so on and so on. So, uh, yeah. We, so what are we hiring for? I mean, can Man, you give us some potential positions? We are looking for uh, operations people. Okay. Uh, we're looking for quality assurance people. Uh, we're looking for uh, intake, you know, some uh, people who can put in, you know, input into the computer, whether it's like research ID, like, that sort of okay, stuff. Okay. Yep. Uh, so we're looking for customer service people because we pride ourselves on customer service. Sure. And so we want to make sure we have the right people in place to, to take care of that. Okay. And then... Are you also doing sales, uh, potential salespeople? Because obviously a lot of card people be there. We're always looking for good salespeople. Okay. I mean, Got it. The, the good salespeople are a dime a dozen. Sure. Uh, so if someone can't make it to the show, they would send their info to, it's going to be info at DCI. And sorry, right? I said good salespeople were a dime a dozen. I meant to, it's hard to find good salespeople. Got they're, it. They're very difficult to find. Okay. Got so. it. But if you can't make it to the Dallas show and you still want to get your information over info at dcigrading.com. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. Perfect. All right. So those were a couple of things. Now we're going to get into the meat of the show. And I got a few main topics today that I love to get some feedback on. So first and foremost, we talked about this in the last show, big drop this week, national treasures. Came out this week. 
Have you got your case yet? Twenty thousand dollars a case. Okay, that's a, that's okay if if what if you it, pulled the Zach Wilson number to two. Who who the hell wants Zach Wilson? Well, he someone plays, does because he they paid thirty three thousand dollars. He plays for the Jets, and if you go back and look at the other episodes, I talk about brand and organizations. What's wrong with the Jets? The Jets suck. <laughs> I mean. Sorry, Gary, but you're, you know that the, the gum Jets suck. They do. They have nobody. Sure. Their organization's the same way with Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. and Trevor Lawrence and people paying all those prices for him. Are you that stupid? Come on. I mean, it's ridiculous. The, the, no, I'm not. I, I was going to order one at 16000 yeah. which was really ridiculous anyway at $4,000 a box. But I ain't touching it at 20. I told myself, I said, you know what? I'm just going to buy. I've got one particular player that I'm not going to tell you who it is that I'm going to buy his big stuff the same way that I did last year. Back Jones. <clears throat> no. Okay. Well, back to the point of that. Have, have, Zach no. Wilson. Have you seen him do the gritty? No. No, but I do want to say so. Zach Wilson's numbered one of two um, did sell for thirty three thousand five hundred dollars already, which is crazy because the cases did just come out. So and you just wasted thirty three thousand dollars. Yeah, well, I mean, it is the Jets. So and actually, back to the Gary Vee thing, just so we're clear on that, he doesn't want the Jets to be good until he purchases them. So that's okay. Uh, yeah. So no hate there. I mean, who bought? I mean, I saw people buy all those James Morgan when he come out. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, people no. bought Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And they bought, uh, what was the other guy? Uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah. People bought way. him too. Waste, waste, yeah. waste. Okay. Lamar Jackson, waste. All those guys, waste. Yeah, probably there's true. Very, there, there's very few. You could probably put all the, the the people on one hand that are really worth buying when it comes to the NFL. Everyone's chasing that golden ticket, right? Chasing that dream. FOMO. Right, yeah. No, I, we talked about it last yep. time. So, um, so anyway, so that did come out. So obviously, that was the big thing. We want to talk about that release. So um, that was cool. There were some people that were able to, I believe, get their cases early, and then were able to start cracking those out. So I haven't watched any of the breaks yet. Uh, I remember we watched a bunch of National Treasure break last year. Some were not good. People were getting ruined. But um, I will probably watch some of those on YouTube. So yeah, I mean, I, I bought a case last year. I, I bought into, gosh, I think I bought into like 30-something breaks yeah. last year for yeah. National Treasures. Yeah, how'd that play out for you? It did not play out at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was a total waste of money. I would have been better off putting my money in a savings account. Sure, yeah. And I would have made more money Yeah. at 0.0001%. Right. Come on, <laughs> Jacob Eason, right? You know what? Let's get with it. Yeah, we still need to get Jacob Eason. If we could get him on the podcast, maybe that would actually help his chances. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep saying this because I follow the guy because I've got a lot invested in Jacob yeah. Eason. Yeah. Dude, I need you to get off the beach. Quit <laughs> laying around drinking Mai Tais and get out there on the get field the and get to working. Sure. I mean, sure, studying film. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. All right, so we're going to move from, you know, obviously not national treasures into something that's even a little bit maybe more crazy. I need to know what's the chances that you investing just shy of a million dollars, it's a lot of money, into Lewis Hamilton's one of one from Topps Chrome. Never. PSA 7? Never. 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 It's racing. It's, it's what? He's the goat of, you know. No. 
It's okay. it's Formula One. I, I know right? it no. is. It is. No. He's the best. He's the best that's ever lived. What what is what there? Is he, like six or seven championships. He's like Brady level of racing. Well, that's because there's not many racers. I mean, he doesn't have to compete against many people. I mean, that's that's true. Good grief. No. Hell no. I am not. No. $900,000? yeah, for the one-on-one. No. Okay. And whoever bought that, you're an idiot. (laughs) Anyway, massive sale. Um, Obviously, maybe that's good. That whole set, the, the 2020 Topps Chrome F1, absolutely exploded in price. It's continued to do that. That's still a huge card for whoever it is. So congratulations, whoever owned that card, made a lot of money. Whoever's the new owner, to the person who sold that card, you were a yeah, smart sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. individual, yes. male or female, whoever owned that. Sure, you are yep. very, very intelligent for moving that card. Sure, great job. Okay. Anyway, um, so we'll see how that plays out over time. Maybe we'll uh, continue to track that. See how it happens in a couple years from now. So, anyway, nine hundred thousand to. Nine hundred dollars is what that card. I'm not super worth. deep into Formula One, but it is actually interesting, and I do want to go in a tender race. Have you ever been to an F1 race? No. Or have you no. ever been to any races like that? Uh, no. I've watched some racing on television, and okay. I literally fall asleep. It's really? like, and okay. I'm like, it just puts me to sleep. It's kind of like laying in well, a hammock next to the ocean. Yeah. Just puts that's me to sleep. that seems like you were watching NASCAR racing. It's like, <laughs> I yeah, feel, that I feel I like a see. cat just sitting there watching it go around and around. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um. All right. Did you watch any of the NFL draft? I watched some of the NFL draft. Okay. Um, like I told you before on the last show, I, there was nothing interesting to me on that draft. Yeah. Uh, so I did watch some of the draft. Not not much, though. Gotcha. Any thoughts on your Chiefs? Did you pay close attention to the Chiefs? I did. I mean, I watched, you know, us pick up, uh, you know, some defensive players, which, you know, we we need to beef up defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but – I was still very shocked that we didn't go out and make a trade or make a move for another lockdown receiver. Yeah, I know you were talking about that. You really wanted a big receiver, and we need a lockdown. Yeah, we we need a big receiver. We need we need a DK Metcalf. We need a Debo Samuel. We need somebody like that who's a big physical receiver yep. to get on that get on that team. So gotcha. There were three monster receivers taken out of Ohio State. And I think that went all in a row, too, which is pretty interesting. But anyway, um, so the Lions, for me, ended up picking up. They had the number two pick in the draft. They ended up picking up Hutchinson out of the University of Michigan. So Mm -hmm. good pickup for them. We'll see how everything continues to play out. Um, From what I'm hearing about the Lions' offense going into next year, they're kind of a sneaky offense. Like, they've got a lot of really good weapons. They're so short on a quarterback. I am not a believer in Jared Goff. Uh, really disappointed in that one. I'll be interested to see how they play. I'll still continue to support them, but they got some cool weapons, but I'm, I'm not a goth. Can't do that. So who's their backup? Uh, Tim Boyle. And I'm not going to play that one either. So <laughs> Brad knows why Brad happens to own a bunch of Tim Boyle autographs too, which I, I made fun of him about. I'm like, why are you buying this? And, uh, I think I own he had like- his one chance. I think I own ninety eight percent of the population uh, graded report on the so if, Tim Boyle contenders. So if anyone out there is looking for Tim Boyle, uh, you know what though? I picked those up for, and I'll tell you, I picked them up for seven dollars a piece. That's fair if he ever gets a chance to. And do And there something. was like forty of them. So right. do the yeah. math. I've got less than three hundred dollars. True. In the card, yeah. So. Yeah. I actually at first thought it was a baseball player. Like when I just saw it in the list, because I yeah. didn't know, I had no clue who it was. Sounds like a baseball player yeah. more than a football player. Right. So, um, all right. So 
that was what we had on that. That's on the draft stuff. I want to move into, this was actually a really interesting conversation that happened recently and really the meat of what we're going to talk about today. So Gary V this week jumped onto the Luca Tiger LeBron podcast. It's actually a podcast that I've done as well. Those guys are amazing. They're so, awesome. Yeah. So really like Luke um, and then uh, Andrew as well. So, but what I want to talk about that Gary talks about 2016 going back, you know, early day or earlier days of the hobby. And I use this loosely because obviously mm-hmm. the hobby's been around way longer, but in the time Gary's been talking about it, he talked about how the hobby was really about hobby people in the enjoyment of the hobby. And over the last few years, it's turned into a major business or an industry and it's lost the hobby appeal. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that and how you feel about like how it's, it's morphed because you owned a shop back in 03, got back into it. Like where are you at on that? You know, <clears throat> the whole, that the me owning the card shop, like I did back in 2003. That was one of the first businesses I ever had. And the reason that I got into that was mainly because I just enjoyed sports cards. I enjoyed collecting. Uh, I collected as a young kid. And the opportunity to own a sports store was almost like, you know, my dream job, you know, to have. And so I, I got into that business. And within four or five years of being in that business, you know, it turned into, it turned into a, a, a business, a company, and it wasn't fun anymore. I didn't enjoy coming in and doing, you know, the store. And so I totally understand the comments that Gary made when something is no longer fun and it just turns straight into a business. A lot of people start moving out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what I did with my store. I sold my store because it wasn't fun anymore. <clears throat> and for me now, I've always, I, I've enjoyed sports. I love sports. I love football. I'm a big football fanatic guy. Uh, but with the investment side and the way these prices are going for some of this stuff, it makes zero sense for me to continue to dump money into some of those particular players and buy that stuff. So now for me, it's it's strictly I buy what I like. Sure. I buy, I buy what I love which is Peyton Manning's, mm-hmm. big Peyton Manning fan. And, you know, I like Jordan and things along those lines, and I'll pick up the cards that I like on those players, but I am no longer approaching this as an investment and, and sitting on them like I would my stocks or real estate or anything along those lines. There's just there's too much, in my opinion, too much manipulation to the hobby when it comes to some of those players. Just like we were talking earlier, what did you say, 33 thousand dollars for a zach wilson yeah yep national treasures number to two why? why too many people with too much money i, I mean i mean why yeah and the the thing with that is the people who invest in that card when other cards like that come into the in the market they're going to drive the prices up because they want to try to keep that and at what point does that particular high-end market take a hit because those players are tired of pumping those prices. Yeah. And that's, that's what's going on. I mean, a hundred percent, I know that for a fact, that's what's going on. And so anybody who's paying those particular prices or trying to bid in these auctions against these people who are just driving the price up, just get ready. You're going to pay it. You're going to pay a record breaking price. If you notice everywhere that gets posted, it's a new record breaking. Sure. It's because the people who own those cards are driving the prices up and forcing the other people to buy them. 
Uh, and I mean, I've had it happen to me. Now, now I, are I, you I, talking I, about I, shill bidding or are you talking about they legitimately they're are? They're going to place a bid on an item that they know they don't want that thing to go below. Got not it. that okay. not that shield bidding because if if they win it they'll just buy it back. Mm-hmm. Got and it. Maybe they're even using it as a platform of I'm going to run the price to a hundred grand, and if somebody doesn't, and what I'll do is I'll get my buddy to run it to a hundred grand too, and I'll just buy the card back again at a hundred grand. So it sets a new price, so setting a floor. set a new watermark price, gotcha. okay. and that's what I believe is yeah. happening in the in a lot of the hobby. And the reason I say I, I had it happen to me, it gotcha. cost me sixty thousand dollars. Gotcha. I, I overpaid for a card by sixty grand. Got it. Okay. So and we're so, talking about setting a watermark. We're not talking about fake shill bidding. No, so no, 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 okay, no. Okay. And, and I'm saying they're they're going to use they're going to pay for the auctions. Sure. Got it. But they're just using it to funnel and run those prices up to keep those prices high. Gotcha. So that way it looks like we got all these new record breaking pricing, and the auctions are getting paid for. Mm-hmm. But these new record breaker pricings are just being rebought back Got by it. the people who are running the dead gun thing. And at some point, they're going to want to exit out of that. Mm-hmm. And when they exit out, they'll exit out at a high, high amount, more than what they paid for it. But then the next person, when he goes to sell it or she goes to sell it, now that price is going to drop. Because they're not in there. Because to, they're not in there the driving that up. price up. Yep. That's gotcha. exactly what I feel is is being got it. Being so the, the so you feel like they're driving, and then at some point they're going to release it on to someone that's unexpecting, who's then going to take all the hit, and they're going to take the hit. Gotcha. That, that's that's just my belief of what's going on in the hobby. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's what's got me on the turnoff for the investment side of it, and mm-hmm. I'm just I, I'm more focused on what I what I like and gotcha. the things that I want you know, to put up. So that goes directly into what Gary was talking about, which is that. Two years ago, people were having a lot of fun in the hobby, mm-hmm. and it seems like now there's less people having fun, right? And I want to say this with one convoluted piece, which is that a lot of people were having fun because they were just making money hand over fist, right? And that's somewhat slowed down. You know, you're not seeing such wild price swings. But do you feel, even in your own sense, that you're not having as much fun in the hobby as what you had two no, years ago? No, I'm not. And because I know the manipulation that's being taken, sure. that's taken place. It's the same way with the with the crooks who want to, you know, uh, trim cards mm-hmm. and and make fake cards. And it's it, all of that falls in the same category. Yeah. The people who are running the prices up are just as dead gum crooked as the people who are, you know, trimming cards. And that is just my belief in this whole entire hobby. And it's it's completely turned me off yeah. to a lot of things. So, no, I'm going to buy what I like. Mm-hmm. And I could give a shit about anything else. Yeah. Do you find that more people are hating on other people right now in the hobby too? Is do you feel like as the enjoyment has calmed a little bit, that there's more like back and forth hatred, poking at people? Oh, or all, a lot of that yeah. goes on. A lot has, of that do you feel on. like that's increased recently? Recent to relative terms, yeah, six months, twelve months. Yeah. I mean, it, it has. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people. And there's so many people in the hobby that want to put others down when they're trying to be successful mm-hmm. with something yeah. to try to make themselves look better. Yeah. And if terrible that's, way to that's do a it. terrible way to do it. I've yep. always you know, said in business, we will never step on somebody to get ahead. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure we do things right. And these, these people who are out there just constantly 
you know, putting people down, being haters, blasting them for different stuff. I mean, realistically, uh, a, a good business person, if you address something with them, they're going to help help you through the process. Sure. So yeah, there's a lot of hate that goes on yeah. that are out that's out there, and I really that's a that's a big turnoff too. Fair, you know. So, but back to the card stuff. I mean, I'll ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Explain to me if if it's not happening. If if the if the prices are not being run up and not being manipulated, give me a reason that John Morant, Anthony Edwards, we'll even throw Luca in there. Those guys tell me why their card prices are six figures in some areas. Yeah, I, I'm with you, and I don't disagree with you on that. Right. I understand why you've seen some increase in some of it, but I understand that the value of their cards clearly outweighs their career and, you know, achievements and stuff like that right now. Justin I, Herbert. I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I thought so, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Well, hey, that's everything that I have today. Again, this was a quick hit. This was something that we wanted to get off of our chest, uh, be able to have some of these quick conversations. So with that being said, we have our Patreon. So again, patreon.com slash DCI grading. So at least I think that's what it is, but search for DCI. Uh, the next DCI. You know, you know I, I heard your little video intro to that the other day. When I, when I clicked oh, yeah, on yeah. it, it's like your voice in the background. He sounds like the love doctor. Yeah, well, the head of the love doctor had to come out for that one. Um, so go to you know go to our Patreon. We have a new DCI after hours that's going to be dropping in the next couple of days. So we're looking forward to that. This again was episode eight. So please like and subscribe, follow, hit the little bell icon. I think that's what it is on YouTube. Bell icon. It's all at DCI grading. We're easy to find. We're at 19 shows between now and the national. Come out and see us. Come get your cards graded. We can't wait to see you. Come say hi to Big Sexy. Come say hi to I Don't Go By The Love Doctor. This is Derek Summers from DCI Grading. We are out. Big Sexy out. Yeah.